0: Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of Squad Up, the podcast all about games, games of all kinds. I am your host, Eduardo, and what's going on, everybody? How you doing? I apologize that we missed last week's episode. Just so you know, we recorded it, and my audio is missing in action. So this podcast uh, will be coming at you this week, and we'll make sure that this audio uh, works that you don't we don't like miss another one we've been having some problems with the recording software so but enough about that because we're here to talk about video games and the recent nintendo direct and i have gathered a crew with me to speak all about their love for nintendo first with me every week eyebrow raising, panty dropping. I don't know why I said that. It's peaches. peaches all the time, man. <laughs> How?
1: <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't want you to explain <laughs> it to me, but I kind of want you to explain it to me. Hi, well, so everybody. I, I
0: was going with eyebrow. So there's like um in wrestling, the uh, the rock is like the jabroni beating eyebrow raising, panty dropping. Blah blah blah. blah. Am I the uh, rock? Well, like I said, eyebrow raising. So I just started going with it because you were raising your eyebrows at the time. And am here I we the, are.
1: This is not the question. The question is, am I the Dwayne Johnson? That's what You're the baldest
0: one out of all of us. God damn it.
1: <laughs> wow. I thought I had something there, and then you just turned it right around on me. Every
0: time. Why do you, you see you do this Hi, every everyone. week? You go, man, I was I was ready this week, man. I was gonna say something, and then you cut co- but it can't be every week, man. Well,
1: that's why I am the co host and you're the <laughs> ho host.
0: <laughs> the ho host yeah. with the mo host. Uh, I've also got writer, editor in chief of all things squad up, written related. It's Robbie. Robbie, what's up, man? Hey, not much.
2: I'm sitting through a very lackluster slate of football games, but uh, basking in the glow of a thrilling Washington State victory last night. So that's what that's what I got.
0: Well, there you go. Um, so, uh, like I said, we're going to be talking specifically about the Nintendo Direct today. We've got a lot to talk about that happened through that Direct. So we'll start off at the beginning to see what's been going on in the world of games. Waluigi time. So first off, <laughs> Overwatch is coming to Switch. Now, everybody who has listened to this podcast knows that I am sometimes could be described as a Blizzard fanboy, right? You could you could say it maybe like a little bit, right? Like I like Blizzard at and least some.
1: The people that are on the podcast would also
0: say that too. Yes, probably, probably. <laughs> um, that being said... This confuses me. Like, I understand some of the audience for it. So anybody who only has a Switch, if you only have a Switch, and this is your only way to play Overwatch, it makes sense. But for every other person like myself, like, I have no need for Overwatch on my Switch because I'm not going to take it with me because I need an internet connection to play it. So do I just need to make sure I'm always within Wi-Fi to be able to play it, or... Can I just play it on my PC where I have the like? The, for me, the switch is portability, and I'll lose a little bit of fidelity as long as I can play it, you know, on a plane or you know wherever I'm at. But I just don't see a reason for this. I guess there are people out there who are who do have a reason for this. I'm just not one of them.
2: I am probably actually the audience for this, um, as you guys know. I have, but you have a well, you have a PlayStation now. Oh, that's true. I do, but but to your to your credit <laughs> on the cut. Wi-Fi. Like, the places I take my Switch, a lot of times I have Wi-Fi. Um, when I was working at a construction job that meant a lot of sitting around, there was Wi-Fi there. I brought my Switch and I played Wi-Fi. Um, if I'm in a hotel room, because I'm on vacation, or if I'm in the airport, there's Wi-Fi. Doesn't mean I'm going to get Overwatch for the Switch, but I think there is an audience for this, and it's people like me with an underpowered PC who spend a lot of times in places that have Wi-Fi but aren't their house. Doesn't mean I'm getting it, but...
0: You see, the better solution to what you just said was we need to build you a PC. That's what I Well, heard. yes, correct. Let's Please build it. me a,
2: a PC. <laughs> well, right now. That's, Let's do Because that's honestly my Cancel thing. Cancel the podcast. We're building one. That's honestly <laughs> my thing. I do like team shooters, but A, I already have Splatoon on the Switch for that purpose. And having played Overwatch, I really can't picture playing it without mouse and keyboard. Like That just sounds
1: completely unpleasant. I don't know. I haven't tried. But that seems Gumby loves playing um, shooter games with with controller. I know. And Even those people are wrong, but they exist. Playing, they're playing mouse <laughs> and keyboard. You're used to it. You know, I get it, though, because I was used to to controller for such a long time. And then um, and then mouse and keyboard people were like, "Nah, dude, you got to do this because the skill ceiling is higher. And there it's actually it's absolutely true. But it's really hard to get used to if you just don't want to change from the way you know how to play things. Well, related to that, so
2: high-level Splatoon players, they play using motion controls because then it's easier to jump and aim at the same time with basically pointing. It's And I don't know if you guys remember playing any shooters on the Wii, but like you end up being almost a mouse and keyboard setup on that. I don't know if they're going to have that enabled to, for Overwatch if they do,
0: that's they be- do have motion okay, controls. Okay, so, it, so if it has
2: up, motion yeah. controls, Overwatch might actually work just fine on the Switch. Um, it's been very hard for me to get used to that in Splatoon, though, because it just it feels wrong, but it's, I can tell when someone is roasting me with motion controls.
1: I can totally be the neutral party on this, though, because it's it's kind of weird how late... Uh, I guess late isn't right because Overwatch isn't that old. No, I agree. But it feels like...
0: No, it's older it's, than you think it is.
1: It's it's obviously the last major console to get Overwatch. Yes. And it doesn't really fit with the Switch. Although the Switch, kind of part of why the Switch is, has been so well received is because it has brought a lot of games that weren't just Nintendo into it. There's horror games on the Switch. There's, you know, like Doom is on the Switch, all sorts of stuff. Um, but it, it feels weird to be this late in the overwatch game, but also it's not like the popularity of overwatch league has gone down at all. There's twice as many teams as there used to be people. I saw somebody, I was walking around, um, Halloween horror nights last night and I saw somebody with a boss. Is it Boston uprising? Yeah. The team? He was wearing yeah. a Boston uprising shirt and I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool to see. Like, I know that guy's a nerd for sure. I know he is. Yeah, um, the,
0: um, the Florida mayhem, their colors are awful but they put out like a like a special edition Miami Vice jersey that's like black, pink and like like neon blue and it is the nicest thing I've ever seen and I want one pretty bad.
1: That sounds cool.
0: But yeah. but yeah, like I don't think the
1: the popularity of Overwatch is going anywhere. So in that case, like why not possibly get a couple more people that haven't played it yet by moving it to every sure. single console. But I also I feel the same way like I'm not the kind of person that will take my switch to like a Starbucks and just play a game at a Starbucks. I know there are people like that out there, um, and that's great. But it's kind of weird for a game that if you don't have an Internet connection, the only thing you can do is go into the training facility and shoot dummies. But I honestly don't even know that that doesn't require an Internet connection because I've always had one when I have gone into the training facility to shoot dummies. Right, right, right. So... Uh, I don't know necessarily the full feasibility of it, but I'm sure it will work for some My guess is the cost of porting it is
2: they think, and they're probably right, is probably low and going to be offset by even a
1: small increase to their install base. Oh, sure. Yeah, they probably don't have that much to do. Right.
0: No. Now, Robbie, you were talking about um, playing on keyboard and mouse, and I just want to announce here on the podcast, you've probably heard this... From time to time. And that is the loudest keyboard in the world owned by me. (laughs) And I just want to announce that it's going to be going away. Oh, no, but that's your signature. I have ordered a new keyboard, and it will be coming soon, and you will no longer hear the world's loudest keyboard. I'm sorry for the enthusiasts out there that were... Dude, you've got... Hello, hello, hello,
1: hello. (laughs) You've got... Let's get this puppy on the road. You've got, I'm Eduardo, and you've got <laughs> with the keyboard. Well, you can't go down to three. got to get a fourth catchphrase.
0: I've got plenty of catchphrases. Don't you worry.
1: Okay, just I, make it through.
0: If anyone has catchphrases, it's me. you but got a yes,
1: replacement on deck. Okay.
0: I've got a... I'm retiring the old Cherry MX Blues for some quieter switches because... What did you maybe get? Were a, little, um, a ducky TKL. Um, so it's a Ducky One Two TKL RGB, which I'm is a really long right title, um, but it's a very nice keyboard, um, and it's got like the best reviews, and it looks really cool. Um,
1: I'm looking it up right now.
0: Yeah, you know, make sure you look up the TKL, not the mini. So the mini oh, yeah, is no, gonna I got be it. like.
1: I'm gonna throw this in the stream chat if you're listening to Squad Up via Spotify or. Uh, the other ones, whatever those iTunes?
0: Are you don't know what it's, iTunes is? I, Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called now?
1: I, I go to Spotify. It's the best. <laughs> Sorry if you're a purist and another thing. Don't stop listening because I'm a purist. Uh, <laughs> I'm throwing the link to this keyboard in the Twitch chat because we record these episodes live on Twitch, and you should totally come join us when we do that.
2: What's the URL? <laughs>
1: the url for those not in the chat is (laughs) h t t p s colon slash no i'm not gonna do the whole thing (laughs) anyway i'm pretty sure that's the right one
0: it is you got the right one yeah
1: yeah that is a nice looking keyboard it is
0: very nice apparently the like building construction is like top-notch like ducky is apparently like a very good keyboard maker um specifically double shot pbt caps and it'll come with a specific year uh, uh space bar because it's a chinese company and this year in the chinese new year is the year of the pig so i'm gonna get like a pig themed bar for my uh for my keyboard and i'm super psyched about it i'm so excited for you
1: <laughs> sorry i won't yell into the microphone but wow i love pigs
0: um, so this none of this has been about the Nintendo Direct, and I'm sorry, so let's keep going. <laughs> um, one of the best parts I thought about the Nintendo Direct that I noticed after watching it for, for a little while was that half of the things were coming out either that day or very soon. Right. It was just, they were like, oh, this is coming out today, or this it's coming out tomorrow. Things like Divinity Original Sin 2, which is, if anybody hasn't heard, it's, like, um, it's what people describe to be the closest thing you can get to playing D&D as a video game. It is you pick a character and everything is very like customizable and you can kind of choose what happens and what you do in the world. Um, and so if that's something that's up your alley, that you would think that you would like divinity original sin two, seems like it would lend itself very well to the switch. We've got super Kirby clash, which is a free to play Kirby monster hunter game. And like looking at the trailer, I was like, that's kind of like monster hunter for Kirby. And then I like downloaded it and played it. And I was like, Oh no, no, this is that's exactly what this is this is monster hunter but with kirby
1: can you explain that because it doesn't compute because i've played a (laughs) bunch of kirby games and i can't see how it would play like monster Hunter.
0: okay so you start off and you're in like a town and there's like a bulletin board which is exactly what there is in monster hunter and you accept a mission and then you go off on your mission and you fight a monster and then there are like four classes and they each have like different weapons like whatever weapon you have is the class that you are monster yeah and uh (laughs) you have like armor and then every time you win you can like get materials from the monster you kill and then forge it into new weapons and armor yeah you just it is monster Monster. hunter i downloaded it but but with i was having trouble with the
2: um the uh, nintendo shop servers for some reason this weekend and i couldn't couldn't get it to fully download but I'm I am trying to find out firsthand.
0: Yeah, it is exactly what it sounds like it's literally just Kirby and Monster Hunter. It is the, <laughs> so everything is all Kirby. Go ahead. The match we've wanted forever.
1: <laughs> so, you pick a class but you're still Kirby every
0: time. Sort of. I think there are different characters too. Like you don't Actually, you know what? You might be different colored Kirby's.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um,
0: And, like, different colored Kirby's with different gear. But, I mean, Peaches
2: and Monster Hunter, if you change your class, you're still yourself. It's literally you're just changing what your weapon is. So if it's like Monster Hunter, that would make sense for you to still be Kirby.
0: Yeah, you're still still yourself. You just have a different weapon. It's free, yeah.
1: Uh, Maybe I'll try it.
0: Yeah, we should at least try because it's free.
1: Yeah. Does it have co-op? Yeah.
0: Yeah, four-player co-op.
1: It would be weird if a Monster Hunter-style game did not have co-op. Like, imagine always doing that by yourself.
0: But it is a free-to-play game. So, with all the free-to-play trappings that come with it. So, it'll probably be fun to try out.
1: There you go. Yeah, Yeah. Can't wait for that freemium model. Make me pay.
0: Also, releasing that same day out of nowhere. Sakurai, you damn genius. Banjo released that same day. He was like, oh... We have a release date for banjo. It's today, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did he say motherfuckers? He, he said it. He said it in he Japanese, it. but I oh, speak it. Japanese, so yeah, he said it. Oh, okay.
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, they just released it. They were just like, "Oh, banjo's coming out today." This is happening. Here he is, and we uh, we played him. I think that night, and then like two nights mm-hmm. afterwards, extensively. Um, we yes, there was lots and lots and lots of banjo being played. Uh. And he's a lot of fun. He's very true to uh to his character, yeah, God. To, to to his material. It's so perfect. I before I
2: went and played with him against everyone anyone. I took him into training mode and just tried every all of his different moves in training mode and just one move after another. It was just, yep, this is exactly what I thought Banjo would be. This is exactly I mean, when he runs, when he sprints, he uses Kazooie for sprinting. Um I, I can't even remember the names of the moves, but that's true to the game. Um the 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 egg attacks, the down his smash attack um, his aerials, his jumps, like everything just feels, it, it's what for 20 years I have been imagining that this is what Banjo would be like in Smash. And it's just crazy how um, perfectly they pulled it off. And he's also really fun. Uh, his side B, where he does the Wonder Wing, which was basically the uh, invincibility superstar power of Banjo-Kazooie, is broken a little bit. You can, you can kill people at like 40% if you connect. Um, and it's easy to connect because it's basically the same as a dash attack. Um, it's limited. You can only do it five times uh, per life, um, per, per uh, stock. And it's also his main recovery. So you kind of got to balance, you know, if you're going to use this for kills or if you're going to use it for recovery. But if you're fighting Banjo and you're at 50% or higher, you are constantly in danger of just being killed by a very easy move to pull off.
1: Is he a heavy character too? Like does he take a lot of damage? Uh, yeah, really he's well? fairly heavy. Um I'm the only one that has not played. Yeah, he's him not
2: though, he's I not think. super heavy, I don't think. Um, but he's
0: he is fairly heavy. Um He You know that I think that's why um why Banjo works so well, <laughs> yes. is even before he was thought of as a character everyone could just imagine right. what his moves would be like it was very easy to be like oh this is exactly what he would do whereas like there are other characters that have been added that you're like i wonder how they're gonna incorporate them into smash but banjo made sense for the beginning because his entire moveset in his game related directly to what he could do in yes
1: smash. um you know this reminds me of how you felt, Robbie, when Mega Man came out, and you and the Soundlord both talked about how playing Mega Man in Smash Bros just felt like you were playing a Mega Man game. That's how well they nailed it. Yes, that's characters. exactly what it feels like, and
2: in some ways that makes sense, and same thing with Simon, because when you think about it, Smash Bros., it is a fighting game, but it's more like a platformer, where they restrict you to one screen, and you fight the other people who are on the screen. And so characters from platformers fit perfectly in Smash Brothers. So that's Mega Man, and that's Simon Belmont, And that's, even though it was a 3D platformer, that's Banjo and Kazooie. And so, right, their moveset is just perfect for the game. And in some ways, the moves that made sense were kind of toned down because they would be sort of overpowered uh, for for Banjo. So he's not, I don't think he's going to be a high-tier character because despite the fact that he actually moves pretty well for a heavy and has a triple jump, his horizontal recovery isn't that good. Um, So he should pretty be pretty easy to kill if you get him off the stage. But I don't think he's, I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's, and I, I, he's fully viable. And most importantly, he's really, really fun to play with. So Soundlord and I were talking about, we we feel like we're just not going to use other characters anytime soon because A, we've wanted <laughs> this guy or this guy and this girl forever. Um, but also he's just really fun to play. And then, then they just, he came with, uh, Banjo-Kazooie has one of the best soundtracks in the history of gaming and they brought in, great remixes from the game. Um, his stage is perfect. It's just, it's an um, it's an incredible love letter to a game that a lot of Nintendo nerds have wanted for a really long time and we'd honestly just convinced ourselves it wasn't going to happen and then bam, like Eduardo said, just here you go, have it.
1: Well, I'm happy that you're happy. I'm very happy. As they and Banjo,
0: say. <laughs> Banjo wasn't the only smash news at the Nintendo Direct. We found out it was confirmed Terry Bogard is coming to Smash uh, from the Fatal Fury se- uh, series. He's also from King of Fighters, if you're familiar with the King of Fighters series, which is SNK's and kind of mashup of all their fighting game characters. Um, and we got the fantastic news. They were like, we've got one more DLC character coming out. But <laughs> wait, we're making more. More DLC characters coming to Smash, which keeps the waluigi dream alive and that's the only thing that i really care about all right
1: you know they're gonna i mean it's a money thing now i think they've realized that is that people will continue to want more characters and they said that um i think it was sakurai said that he wanted this to be his last smash game yep and maybe there will be more that he is not involved in. But if they just keep making characters for Sakurai's Smash game, it can still be his
0: last Smash game. The Smash Ultimate could exist for years. This game right. could just yep. go on. Now they, they did also be... release um, the Home Run Challenge, and they did say the Home Run Challenge was going to be the last new mode they add to the game.
1: Well, they say that, but they also said there'd only be five more characters in that's Verona fair. Land, so that's fair. Yeah, so I, I think it's smart, but I also, I think I said this in the last episode that people may or may not hear, um, that they have to be careful with that because every time they put more characters in the game, they then have to test how that character plays against the 80 other characters. And then another one, the 81 other characters and so on and so forth. And you don't want to get too, not to pick on Riot or anything, but you don't want to get to League of Legends-y where like you've got this roster of hundred and 30 140 characters to choose from but people are only picking 10 of them because those 10 are the only basically been what smash
2: brothers has been all along i mean in tournament viability people aren't using that many characters i mean if you remember melee was yes sometimes someone would use Sheik, but for the most part it's fox and falco the end like yep fox and falco and (laughs) yeah yeah i I don't think nintendo is that worried Um, about balance they're they do worry about it, and I'm glad they worry some, but I don't think balance is really concerning Sakurai too much.
1: Yeah.
0: No. I think balance is like fair. lower on their like right. priority list.
2: I mean, we've had banned characters in every version, so...
1: Who's banned in the current version?
2: So, okay, I don't know that anyone's banned in this one yet, although almost certainly had, Hero is going to be banned. We had,
1: we had Ice Climbers banned in Melee. And we had Meta Knight, um, Meta Knight banned in Brawl. Bayonetta. Bayonetta was banned in
0: yes. four?
2: Okay. And yeah. almost certainly Hero is going to end up banned in this one.
0: Too much Why RNG. Too much RNG? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, at one point he can just do use RNG and one hit kill you. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I haven't played with them enough to know that I'm interested how Terry's going to work, though, because one thing that I really liked about Ryu and then Ken eventually being in the game was that uh, you could decide to input their uh, their special attacks manually, and then mm-hmm. you would get an enhanced version of that special attack. Yeah. And I haven't played I've seen people play King of Fighters. I haven't seen the game that Terry is actually from specifically. Um, but I wonder if that kind of thing exists where they can do the same, like a similar thing since he is clearly from a fighting game.
0: Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm excited to see more. I'm excited to see who else they add in. So they've already said that they're not going to add in anybody who is not primarily a video game character. So people wanted like, um, they wanted like Goku and like a few others to be in the game. And Sakurai was like, no, they're like not video game characters. Um,
1: Right, like he's in a video game, but he's not from a video
0: game. Right, he's not a video yeah. game character, so he doesn't belong. But, you know, there there could be some others. The, the Hollow Knight is probably, top, probably of top of a lot of people's one. lists. I think, there are, I think there are a few other characters that I think I'd like to see. I'd like to see some more Street Fighter characters make a, an appearance. I like that Ryu and Ken are there, but I would love to see, like, Bison or... Um, I would really, really, really like to see Zangief. I think Zangief would be so much fun in a a Smash game.
1: Uh, He could be an Echo Fighter of Incineroar. (laughs) And if they're able to partner (laughs) with Rare, um, a Killer Instinct character
2: like the Orchid would fit pretty well too because there's a lot of Nintendo roots
0: there. Oh, yeah. I
1: don't know that I have anybody that I haven't already talked about that I want to see. They've given me everything. But, (laughs) But... but I think about, like, we had this conversation in the group chat the other day, and I was partially kidding. But then I thought about, well, maybe I'm not kidding, is they could take some of those characters from that failed PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale game and put them in Smash. Like, I would like to see Sly Cooper.
0: Okay. He could be
1: fun. Or Kratos.
0: There's a rumor out there that Sony is currently working on Battle Stars 2 or whatever it's called, Sony All-Stars 2 for the PS5. Like, there have been, like, leaks of, like, press releases about them doing a new version of it for the new Is it PlayStation. Is going to
1: be a repeat, though? Like, <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, hopefully they've learned some lessons and can at least make it, like, serviceable. But, yeah, yeah th- that was a leak that happened, like, a couple weeks ago.
1: Huh. Well,
0: I-, I know. It's-, it's really weird. The whole PlayStation, like smashing is kind of weird but nintendo is no stranger to weird right correct they've got this ring thing (laughs) this like weird (laughs) ring circle and (laughs) leg band thing that is also an rpg that is also a fitness game and if any of that sounds ridiculous to you that's because it is um Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it is i'm trying to explain it the best i can so it's like a it's like a a very round not a very round, but a large round ring that you hold in your hands, almost like a small hula hoop. And you plug one of the, your joy cons in there. And then there is also a leg strap that you put on your leg. That's like a heart monitor that you like also your plug your thigh. Yeah. Excuse me. And yeah. you slide a, um, a joy con in there too. And then you play this RPG and to move you like run in place and you like do attacks by doing yoga moves. You're literally just being Wii fit trainer in this game, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> attacking with yoga.
1: <laughs> Dude.
0: I had a feeling
1: that like one of my thoughts when I was watching the trailer for that was that the ring fit trainer would be an echo fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Wii fit trainer. Dude,
0: that'd be so sick. Uh, Can we but get like, fighters of those two that did the the trailer? Because they terrified me.
1: They were kind of they were kind of creepy. Yeah, I think this game looks awesome, though, guys. Like, I don't get excited about exercise related things, and I'm thinking like I could probably get on board if there if there was an RPG element involved to this. Like, it doesn't look like it'd be that strenuous, but if you do it for a really long time, like you run in place for a really long time, you do a bunch of yoga moves, you fight a bunch of dudes like that could be a game that i actually play for a regular person amount of time you know how like you know we'll sit here and we'll play a video game for five straight hours and not move and not eat and not do anything like not blink at all and we'll just play like i could see playing 30 minutes of that game and going i think i'm done with video games for today Wow. Okay. Maybe not video do...
0: games. Then I'm done with this video game.
1: For right. Time. Right. Like, what am I gonna do with all this time? And <laughs> I, think, I don't have room for it because, as you can see, like right behind me is my bed. Like that. Well, you you can't see it if you're listening to this, but visualize that Peaches is sitting at a desk, and immediately behind him is his bed, and then immediately after the bed is the wall touching the bed. So there's not room for me to stream that. But if you could stream that, that would be a really entertaining thing to do. Right, that's true. I I can
2: think of a certain Twitch demographic that would actually probably be very popular streaming that.
0: Okay, Okay, well,
1: well, get get out of here, Robbie. Okay, all right. That's not what I meant.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think for people that, like, for you and me, we need... We want to we want to be healthy, right? We want to work out, but we can't just work out. We can't just be like, "Let's just go for a run" because I can't Let's get I, swole. Yeah, let's just go do it for the sake of I need some sort of gamification, right? Like I need to feel like I'm also doing something else so I don't lose my mind. Yep. Um, so I think this could help. So I think I'm on the same boat as you. I'm excited for it because I'm excited to get something like this to like kind of help get me jazzed about uh about working out.
1: Yeah, Robbie, you said to us when we were going over the notes really quickly that there is nothing we can say to get you interested in this, and I would like to hear your thoughts on it.
2: Well, so first off, I'm glad you guys like it. I want people to like things. That's cool. Glad you like it, and I have no interest in you not liking it. However, it just reminds me too much of the things I didn't like on the Wii. Um, I just, I'm not interested in some light gaming put on top of exercise that's i mean maybe maybe i should be and maybe that's you know the right uh demographic and certainly i understand the demographic they're going for they're going for the wii demographic because that sold like gangbusters so that's fine you go get them um the larger the switch install (laughs) base is the more likely it is to get good games so that's good for me but uh i i don't know i just i never really enjoyed um wii fit or wii sports or uh, Wii Play, or any of that stuff that much. And I, I, building another game like that with a, a bendy ring that goes on that also attaches to my thigh instead of the Wiimote nunchuck and the, the, the fitness stand just doesn't, doesn't appeal
0: to me. That doesn't... That's the one part about the whole thing that weirds <laughs> me out, is the thigh stride. Yes. Yes. First off, I've got Thunder Thighs. I don't even know if that thing's gonna fit on my big old thigh. Second off... It's weird that it's on my thigh in the first place. Like, why does it need to be specifically strapped to my thigh?
1: I think oh. that you could probably get away with... I I said this to you in the group chat too, but now we're on a podcast, so I'll say it again. <laughs> I think that you... I think you could get away with just putting it in a pocket or something. Like, if you wore, Because I think all it's trying to do is register that the controller is moving up and down so it knows that you're running yeah, in you're place. Right. I think if you if you wore like a pair of basketball shorts and you just literally stuck that controller in your pocket, it, it would probably do something similar. I don't know how well it would respond to like the yoga moves or whatever you have to do to attack the enemies if you were to get into a battle. Um, but I think at least for the running aspect of it, I think you might be okay. But I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they know because you- Dude, I mean, the demographic is people that play video games. Like, sure. I'm sure they know that there are people out there that might need a little bit of extra help with um, accessories, <laughs> you know? So I'm sure that they're... But here's the thing, though, Eduardo, is what they'll do, because they're still a corporation, is they'll make it a size that a regular human can wear, and then they'll be like, and for twelve ninety nine, you can buy the... <laughs> uh thigh brace extender
0: 12.99 they can go fuck themselves (laughs) yeah also robbie in the chat your wife just said just put the controller anywhere you hear that just put the controller anywhere robbie just as you play Uh, anywhere okay
1: (laughs) hey what's that segue much of our personal life on the internet now
0: Sergeant Shield, uh, the new Pokemon games, had a little bit of information revealed as well. Uh, A couple new Pokemon, nothing really groundbreaking or interesting, honestly. I'm waiting for the thing that makes this Pokemon game cool and special. There are a lot of people really hating this Pokemon game right now because they don't have the national Pokedex. So? Um, So... That's the whole point. People were people are really upset that it doesn't have the all of the Pokemon that have come before. And Game Freak has come out and said, "Hey, like we had two options: we could either make a low res version of this game that included all the previous models we used, or we can make new models from scratch since we're moving up a different sort of art style. We're moving up the graphic, the the, the technical quality of this game, and not include all of those other Pokemon." Ooh. I think where people have the biggest gripe is that it doesn't seem like as big of a visual difference as they're making it out to be man that just seems like trying to be angry about something for the sake of being angry am i wrong <laughs> like i know i'm not no, i'm you're not, not obsessed oh. with pokemon <laughs> wait wait a second you're saying the internet is being irrationally angry about yeah. something
2: I, and i do care like i am i am a 151 original 151 purist so i get it but like i I don't need every game to be the original 151. I'll just keep playing Red versus Blue, or Red, Red and Blue. And right, Red if you're going to make Blue. new games, Rooster, Robbie's coming if for you. you're going to make new games, make them new games. Uh, and, and I'm certain that beginning to have this Pokemon on this platform means they can start moving towards bringing older Pokemon. And eventually, I'm sure we probably will have every Pokemon available on some game on the switch, even if it's not this one. So it just seems like just, I don't know. Also that Teapot Pokemon is really cool. So
1: I agree. I have two, I have two thoughts on this. The first thought is that we don't know that they won't eventually be able to bring in the national. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We don't know that like there, there is the possibility that downloadable content because it makes them money will show up in the future and you can bring your Pokemon that you've caught in the other games. but I, I feel like like you guys might not just fully understand the and maybe you do, I don't know. maybe people out there don't know the lengths that people have gone to catch all of the Pokemon that they have, I can understand why people that have like fleshed out the entire Pokedex with Pokemon with good stats because it's not just like I caught this Rattata. Now I have one. Like the people out there that are even crazier of completionists than I am. Yeah, be
0: like, I like. Stuff. Oh yeah, like God. I
1: have to catch a Rattata that has max all of its stats. Mm-hmm. It has to be able to level up perfectly. And they don't do that with one Pokemon. They do that with every single Pokemon. And do you know, know what that process entails?
0: Because I've done it before. It's so here's nasty. Here's what you do: is you take a Ditto and whatever Pokemon you want, and you put them in. Um, You put them in the daycare, the Pokemon daycare, and then you wait for an egg to hatch. And then you ride around in circles around the daycare until that egg hatches. Once the egg hatches, you check its IVs. If they're not there, you release the Pokemon, go back, get another egg, and then do that and just keep riding around until the Pokemon is the one that you want.
1: So See that? And and there are people that are that are committed enough to do that until they get every Pokemon in that book. every And Pokemon then also get them shiny. Yep. Yes, and shiny. And then imagine they've got this whole catalog of shiny, perfect IV Pokemon, and here's the next game, and they're like, you can't bring any of your stuff. That's like you went to the airport, and Southwest was like, yeah, you can bring a carry-on bag onto the flight, and then they're like, oh, what we meant was you can bring your carry-on bag to the flight, but you have to only take your toothpaste out of it. That's all we're letting you take on the flight. I think
0: that's the problem with video games in general nowadays, though, right? So, like, a video game used to be, here is this experience for you, you play the experience, and then you were done with the experience. Now video games are literally digital goods. So if my digital good does not exist for a certain amount of time and I can't take it with me, I feel like I have lost something rather than, And I'm not saying this is a joke, the game literally just being the memories you made along the way. Like I think, (laughs) 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 but I I think that that's like sort of traditionally if we think about, and I can't (laughs) believe I'm saying this, but like back in the day when we were young kids, um, that was kind of it. The, The game was, you know, the journey and doing everything. And then once the game was over, the game was over. But games nowadays don't end. Every game that comes out has an end game or some sort of continual get you coming back sort of factor in it. And this is sort of a yeah. byproduct of that.
1: Well, and real quick, I also, before this slips my mind, I just want to add that this is partially on Nintendo. Like I know that it's easy to blame the internet for being angry really easily, which is, I'm not making like, that's a thing for sure. But also like, Pokemon did this to themselves by allowing the first generation Pokemon to carry into the second one and then allowing the first and second generation to carry into the game with the third generation all the way up to hey, we're just going to keep doing that so you well, can have everything. Well, it's
0: because they could do it easily. Right. They were reusing right. assets. Yeah, right. So no, they, they were taking the sprites, and then they were like fixing them up a little bit for the next game. But right. then when they moved platforms to the Switch, they were like, we literally can't use these 2D sprites anymore because we're moving into yeah. a 3D area.
1: No, I agree with that. But, th- but this is the difference, is that the three of us, and probably some people, but not everybody, understands how difficult stuff like this is and there are people out there that are like this is simple that don't understand that it's not simple it's like it's like if we were at one of those uh large mechanical operations that we all used to work at together and there was like a downtime of some sort and people would come up to you and just, you know, they're trying to tell you what you they think you should do. And you know, it's way more complicated than they possibly could think right. it is. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's like, I think that's what I'm It's part like how problem.
2: Echo Fighters are simple, and making them original characters would be
1: more work than we think. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. <laughs> you know that my point was valid. I know. Don't I just bring agree this with back you. To
0: a- <laughs> oh, boy. I love it. All right. And not talking about Pokemon, let's talk about what we're all here for, which is Super Nintendo games coming to the Switch, coming to Switch Online finally, and Nintendo releasing a Switch wireless controller to go along with it. Um, we, everybody's been waiting for this. Uh, I think since the announcement of Nintendo Online, people have been waiting for Super Nintendo, I think... The Super Nintendo has this sort of reverence in people's hearts as sort of the pinnacle of video games. And not only that, they the 20 games they released are some of the most critically acclaimed, beloved video games of all time. And they were like, here's 20 of them. Have at it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, it's insane. Robbie, you even like on Facebook wrote up a whole thing about what order to play the games in and why you should be playing them. And, and uh... Yeah, I, I did. I, I had really strong feelings on this and I have
2: experience with almost all these games and I just wanted kind of, you know, my friends, because I know that a lot of my friends have Switches, hey, you have all these games now um, and you may not have played them. Here's kind of an introduction to them. It was just something I wanted to do and give people kind of a guide. But yeah, like you said, four of these games are on the top tier or two of greatest video games ever made, period. Like, they they literally probably dropped to start the four best Super Nintendo games, um, and that's the Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2, Super Metroid, and um, Link to the Past. Like, those four games are the kind of games that, like, gaming historians talk about their important place in the uh, medium as, like, an art form and, and what they did for games.
1: Uh, and those are all four... And every single one of those, real quick. Every single one of those is on Twitch yep. every single day. Yep. Somebody is playing one of the, all. Like somebody is playing one of those games on. on those are Twitch
2: incredibly every. important games. Um, you know, Super Mario World is a, a master masterclass in platforming. Um, Yoshi's Island is the same thing, and yet completely different. Uh, you know, uh, Super Metroid is. Just about any game you've played was in some way inspired by something Super Metroid did, especially if you play indie games. Um, and Link to the Past was was the best adventure game of its generation, but also established what a Zelda game is. Like, yes, it added to the original Zelda, but every Zelda game other than maybe Breath of the Wild since Link to the Past has been a slight twist on Link to the Past. Uh, so those are super important. But then it has plenty of other good games. Um, and then what's really cool, is it has... Uh, Quick history lesson, the Super Nintendo, or Nintendo, towards the end of the Super Nintendo's lifetime, released something called the Super FX chip. And Super FX chip was a chip that Nintendo made that could be put in your your cartridge to do advanced 3D graphics on the Super Nintendo. It was really expensive, so most developers didn't use it, and so only a handful of games were released using the Super FX chip, and they were basically all Nintendo games emulating the super FX chip is actually very hard to do so those games on emulators aren't quite true to their original format and then nintendo just mostly hasn't bothered until uh, they did star fox and yoshi's island which were two super FX chip games on the snes classic and until the snes classic nintendo had never re-released those games and those are and like yoshi's island in particular is a great game that just never got a re-release it got a port on the game boy advance that wasn't as good but the true Yoshi's Island forever wasn't released. Well, it's on there. And so is star Fox. Um, and another super FX chip game, stunt race FX, which is, I'm not going to say a good game, but it's a very interesting game and in how it's designed is also on there. So having these super FX chip games is very cool. Um, another game that's cool that it's on there is demons crest, which is actually a really, really, really good game that didn't sell very well. And so people didn't play it and it hasn't been ported very often, but it's, um, it's a fantastic, uh, Capcom platformer slash RPG. like It is a platformer. It's got some RPG elements. Um, It's got uh, almost sort of an open world design to it where you explore the world and go into platforming stages kind of in the order you want. You buy and sell. You upgrade your character. You have different combat and tools. It's almost like a a, a Metroidvania RPG Mega Man game. Um, So it's cool that they have these great games. I'm I'm excited (laughs) that people that have Nintendo Online now have access to a lot of things that I think are very important pieces of gaming history. And as you guys know, that's something I'm big on is getting people to appreciate kind of where gaming has come, what the foundation of a lot of things. So I'm excited for people to
1: start playing these. Can I say something that might make you guys mad just because uh, it's a, a phrase that we found out we don't like so much because of assembly required? Yeah, go for it like what's the play <laughs> why did they do this because they th- this kind of confuses me a little bit and i know a lot of these games are not on the snes classic console but they released the snes classic console and had everybody pay money for that and now they're like here's all the best games that are on that thing and so, a bunch more what's the so play? they obviously why? stopped producing the snes
2: classic um yeah so yeah, they yeah. already got my money I will say that I'm fine with both existing for the games that are on the classic mini. That's probably going to be my go-to just because that feels authentic. It has the, the, the corded SNES controller. I will be buying the cordless one, but the cordless SNES controller is perfect. Um, that plot that the SNES classic has a few different options that are good. Um, I actually hate the border that's on the SNES online. Um, I hate that. That's not on the classic mini. In fact, you can pick borders on that. Um, but having these oh, yeah. having these on the Switch, being the able to play them with my friends, um, I, I have uh, Bailey and I have played SNES games online together before, um, and so playing these games with friends can be fun. Even if it's even if it's watching them, like someone can be playing Yoshi's Island, and you can watch them and applaud them and help them, um, even though it's a one player game. Yes, Switch. <laughs> um, plus, it's on the go. I can take my Switch on the go, so it's cool that it's on there. But I think the S- the Classic Mini was. A very niche market that I think probably would have bought it anyway, and also now its lifespan is over. It was short lived. It was a it was just a little uh, stunt, and now there's these. And I think the play for these is mostly to get people to keep subscribing to NES online. I think, or to the the Switch online. It doesn't have a it doesn't have a ton going for it, it. and so I think they need more than just the Splatoon and Smash Brothers market buying
0: in
1: stupidly, I forgot about the monthly fee associated no, with no, no, no. Nintendo Online, no, so now it me. makes sense to me.
0: Well, and it's <laughs> it's not the most expensive thing in the world, so obviously the, the kind yeah. of games that you can be getting are not going to be the same that you get for like PlayStation Plus, right. for example. But right. if there is any company that has the catalog to produce what people would consider the Netflix of games, it would be somebody like Nintendo who has the one of the most revered catalogs oh. of all time, and also one of the largest catalogs um, of any game developer still developing games mm-hmm. at this time, yeah. so there is there, an argument can be made that this this is sort of the direction n- Nintendo is going, and sort of this Netflix for games kind of kind of model. And I, I would also echo what Robbie said: Peaches, what's the reason for any game to be on the Switch?
1: Don't ask me. Don't ask me complicated. Are you trying to do like a Turing it's test? Not on a, on it me is right not
0: now? a complicated question. What is the point of literally <laughs> any game being on the Switch?
1: Oh, we want to play the game.
0: Where? Yeah, but why? Why on the Switch specifically?
1: Oh, because I want to play it wherever the fuck I want to play it. Yep. And that's the point. I'm not taking my
0: Nintendo's yeah. or my Super Nintendo Mini over to work with me, but I can take my Switch wherever mm-hmm. I want, and my yep, games the will The day it be there. It
2: dropped. I took it to work. That's true. And was playing uh, uh, Yoshi's Island at work. That was a great feeling.
1: But I think I think Cat uh, saying that. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign is probably more accurate. Did you guys? Did did you? I'm just mostly. I'm just mostly joking around. Did you guys have any of these games besides like the big four that we talked about that are super popular? The only other one on this list that I had growing up was F-Zero. That game is is dolphin noise hard so damn fast. I
3: um. (laughs)
2: I had a very bad relationship with my Super Nintendo, where I was at that age terrible at picking games. So I actually didn't have most good Super Nintendo games. Like I had a Super Nintendo as a kid. Never had Link to the Past. Never had Super Metroid. Never had Star Fox. Like I. What do you mean you were terrible at picking them? Like what I did picked you pick based instead? on artwork and IP. So like I had.
0: I don't see what okay. anything wrong with that because it's the same thing. I had. I, did. <laughs> I had Batman yeah. Forever.
2: I had Earthworm Jim 2, which you may okay. think was a good game, but go back and replay it. It was not. Um, I had I had Maximum Carnage. I don't regret that. Um, we just we didn't pick the best games. I only had 11 Super Nintendo games, and like Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island, I think, were the only two that were on this list that I had. Yes, those were the only two I had. Everything else is actually something I've had to discover later in life um i I did i wasted my super nintendo frankly it was i had killer instinct i had mortal Kombat 2 um just
3: just
2: yeah
1: dude there's something about there's something about those cartridges that makes it really easy to remember exactly what games i had because i i could tell you some of the popular like playstation 2 games that i had but i couldn't Mm -hmm. tell you all of them I think I could, with 100% accuracy, tell you every single Super Nintendo game I ever owned, and it was a long time ago, and some of mine were IPs that, like, people probably haven't even heard of. Like, I had a game that was, um, it was like a spin-off on Contra, and it was based on the movie The Lawnmower Man, and it was just called The Lawnmower Man, that was the game, game. And, and... it was Contra for a long time, and then you'd go into these sections where you were, like, flying through space, but it was actually a computer simulation thing that you were flying through, but it was very space-like, and then you'd go back to playing Contra, and it was really hard. And, yeah, the, the artwork of the, of the cartridge was, like, very close-up face of this, like, mm-hmm. digital, scary-looking dude.
0: I <laughs> had a Sega Genesis, sorry. so I can't relate to either of you. Uh, I had that, too. Which is interesting because I a lot of the properties that Robbie like I had Batman Forever for my Genesis. I had Maximum Carnage for my Genesis. I had a lot of these yep, games that you're talking excuses. about just for the, like I had um Comic Zone. That was my uh, that was my jam. I love
1: Comic Zone, dude. That I game's hard.
0: That game is so hard. I had a lot of these yeah. games, but just for my Genesis. I never got to experience a Super Nintendo. I'm sorry, I backed the wrong horse and I'm paying for it, but at least I have the Switch now so I can play these games for the first time.
1: Did you have Vector Man?
0: I did not have Vector Man, but I've heard oh, very that good game things.
1: Fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was a funny. That was like that was like Mega Man but <laughs> sort of different.
0: I'm interested in getting the uh, the Genesis mini, but the only reason I don't want to get it is because the controllers are the 3-button controllers and not the 6-button controllers. And oh. I don't see a point in having the inferior controller when they made a better controller for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It makes me sad. I don't know.
1: Because, like, maybe how am I supposed to play up,
0: Street Fighter with three buttons?
1: Maybe they'll pick up some some best-of Genesis games and throw them on the... the I wouldn't be... I would not genre. be surprised. Be well, cool. think about
2: it. So, something I didn't say... Something I didn't say, because we kind of moved the conversation forward, but that I was going to, is part of why this exists as well is they got rid of the Virtual Console, which was a big part of the last two generations, and the DS. And I spent way too much money on the Virtual Console over the last ten years or so. And so they got rid of the Virtual Console, so what they brought back is instead a catalog that as long as you're buying into the online will give you the games the same way we did in the virtual console and what the virtual console had genesis games and it had the good genesis games too so i would not be surprised if a a genesis virtual console comes although i think what's more likely is genesis releasing their games because that's you're not going to see castlevania 4 on this that's one of the biggest omissions but they just released a castlevania series you're not going to see mega man 7 because they released the
0: the Okay, but or Mega Man specifically, you're talking about Capcom being greedy, greedy, greedy go greedies, fee five fofidies, greedies. <laughs> they are one of the most greedy companies out there. And so, anything they've got the Star- Street Rider collection, they've got the Castlevania, Castlevania collection, they've got a Mega Man collection. Sorry, Konami. Konami yes, is another correct. one that will no, literally just take the money you out of that puzzle game for free. You. <laughs> that is true, <laughs> That's, and it's the a good great plus. music. Um, so I think some of these companies I are agree. a little bit more uh, a little bit more money hungry than others. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. So we're all excited for the Super Nintendo uh, online system. I think or um, for Nintendo online. I think I don't know about you guys, but I am definitely getting that yep. wireless controller just because yes. it's cool and it's thirty bucks and I think I could drop thirty bucks yes. on a cool wireless Super Nintendo yep. controller um it looks cool i won't buy it though well there you go good for you, yeah, uh, there you go. i'm going to buy it i'll be the different one again <laughs> uh, but that's not the only bit of nintendo news while that was the end of the nintendo direct that's not the last of nintendo news for the week because we finally got some information about super nintendo world which is opening in universal studios japan next spring it's gonna have games it's gonna have or it's gonna have food it's gonna have merchandise it's gonna have everything you've ever wanted uh i don't know if anybody read the press release for this and it was by what is it the uh the ceo of universal i don't yes. remember who exactly it was but they sounded like they'd never played a video game in their entire yep. they're like oh my god think about all the points you're gonna get listen here guy when was the last time you played a video game where we're trying to score the most points about anything like i don't think it just sounds that like somebody who's very out of touch yes absolutely uh, absolutely and it uh and go ahead no you keep going And so we got two rides confirmed. The first one, a lot of people saw coming, but it's going to be a Mario Kart ride. And it's going to look, sounds like it's going to be somewhat like Test Track, but the vehicle's capable of drifting, which sounds crazy and terrifying. Uh, Also, Fast and Furious, Supercharged, take notes, because this is how you correctly do (laughs) that (laughs) type of attraction. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: So I was, was,
1: um, when I had that in my head, I think everybody, when they saw that, Nintendo was going to have their take at a theme park. I think everybody's first thought was Mario Kart. Yeah. But I think the first thing I thought of with it was not a test track like ride or like a like a fast moving vehicle type ride. I thought it was gonna be like bumper cars or like like more like Speedway or Autopia or something. Yes. And I think I'm I'm glad that it's gonna be more like Test Track because as closer to Mario Kart it would be like as truer to Mario Kart as it would be if it were an Autopia, it would also honestly be really boring. Yeah, I agree. Because you wouldn't be able to do anything.
0: We also have the perspective of, we've all worked at theme parks before, so we understand that logistically, doing an attraction true to what Mario Kart is would be very, very difficult, mm-hmm. would be very hard to be efficient, and wouldn't actually be that much fun. Like a, a more curated version of what Mario Kart is is definitely... A, would definitely be a lot more enjoyable Correct. of an experience than literally just putting yeah. you in a cart and giving you a turtle to throw at somebody. Yep. I yeah, agree.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: And maybe in this this version you
1: can throw a turtle at somebody. Maybe it'll be interactive. I have an interactive console and you can like use items. I would honestly be shocked if the there's route. not
2: some interactivity because that seems seems the way theme parks are going and it seems absolutely the way this land is going because I think uh, one of the other things they're talking about is you're going to get an RF band. And that RF band is going to record your high scores which um peaches i don't think you've gotten to do this yet um so i think i'm the only one but if you guys don't know star wars galaxy's edge you are able to link to the uh the disney app and you're able to earn money as you go around the land and do things to earn money and you've got you've got credits not real money (laughs) not real money fake money star wars credits and so it's it's basically what they're talking about here is this high score that you're getting as you go through the land, and that comes through interactivity. And so it seems like they're literally just benchmarking what did the last big IP land to open in theme parks do? Let's take that thing and do that here too, which is what theme parks do. So I think that's where they're going. So I think interactivity on the Mario Kart ride is almost a given. I think you're right. I just don't know how it's going to be utilized.
1: I have to agree with Eduardo partially when he says like, who in 2019 cares about high scores. Oh, anymore. I agree. <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh, no, I agree. <laughs> but also the first thing that I think of as somebody who had to interface with people that felt entitled to things <laughs> was that how do you think people that get really high score, don't you think they're going to like want something? They're going to come up to you and be like Check out this ultra high score that I have. Do I get free theme park admission for life? Yep. Like, no, you, get the no, joy you of a having a high theme-
0: score and the joy yeah. of being able to tell exactly what you're doing at all times without you knowing it and thinking it's a yeah. game. Like that was that was a
1: certain attraction, pirate themed at uh, at the Magic Kingdom. Right. That people were like, we completed all the maps. What do we get for this? What well, a bunch yeah, of battles awesome. good- <laughs> Yeah. Keep the maps and the time. they wasn't the fun the memories you made along the way? <laughs> The real pirate adventure. Were the memories you made along the way? <laughs> like, just imagine that, but with high scores. I don't know. It it could get out of control, people. If you don't, if you don't know that there are theme park guests that exists like that, you probably are a theme park.
0: Guest. <laughs> 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 Look, it it sounds really cool. Uh, We're not going to experience it for a little while. Japan's going to get it first, so we'll get a lot more information about how it it goes in Japan, and then hopefully eventually it'll come to the United States and we'll be able to get to experience. We can probably talk about it a little more in depth once we do experience it. If anybody is unaware from listening to this podcast, which I don't think anybody is, we are very in tune with what's going on in the theme park, amusement park world. So the the fact that it's about video games just makes it even more... uh,
2: Yoshi's? Island Omnimover. It's like they took a... Okay.
0: <laughs> Here's the really interesting thing. is n- n- All of that is surprising, but the one word that I think surprises me more than any other is Omnimover. I agree. Because an Omnimover is a thing of the past, right? They People don't really make Omnimovers for the most anymore. Part. It's not a... Also, I'm pretty sure no one who isn't Disney has made an Omnimover, which means it's not a
2: real Omnimover. And for those who don't know... An omni-if you've ever been the Honda Mansion, that's an Omni It It is a continuous moving attraction where each vehicle is connected to the vehicle in front of it. It's like a bike chain that you're riding on. Um the rumors. Human centipede. Yes, human centipede that you ride on. <laughs> <laughs> Except you gotta take the human centipede and connect it back to itself. So um Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so how do you eat? Anyway. So yes, absolutely. And I don't think anyone who isn't Disney has be- built an omni mover, so it's probably not an actual omni mover because that's a term used by Walt Disney Imagineering, but there's no reason you couldn't copy that ride system. But why that ride system is good is it carries lots and lots and lots of people, which is a valuable thing. It keeps lines short. It gets people in your stores instead of standing in lines. That's the thing that theme parks need to go after, and I think theme parks are starting to worry a little bit more again about how we put people on the ride. Um So I do think it's surprising, but I think that's a good way to do it. We'll see if that's the terms being used incorrectly because we know very little about this ride. But I agree with you. That's the most surprising thing. But to me, Yoshi's Island Omnimover is like someone took a word cloud from my brain and just looked at the words (laughs) that were big and said, let's build this attraction.
0: (laughs) I've never thought of it like that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so cool. Word I, I would even be okay with like a like a dark ride. I think Universal is sort of starting to realize that maybe <laughs> all those childless millennials are the ones that are going to continue funding your park and pay lots of money, and that? maybe those are the ones that are going to enjoy a dark ride, Omnimover Mario attraction. I, like I'm maybe a childless that's millennial. Like, well, there you go. Yep. Same.
1: And No shade to Universal because they're not the ones that said that childless millennials are ruining things. Oh, cards. no,
0: I'm not saying that they are, but yeah, I'm saying maybe they, they understood that, one, that was stupid for anyone to say. And second yes. off, maybe giving in to them a little bit and saying, hey, look, you like these classic attractions? Let's do a new one in today's age and see what you mm-hmm. think. Let's do... Practical effects, let's try to do something in that era, but with that technology we have today, and let's not just put a bajillion screens everywhere. Let's really take our time and and do a lot of work into this. And I think that will be... If it's it's what I'm picturing in my head, I think it'll be wildly successful. I think you're right. I hope it goes well.
1: Yeah, I really do.
0: But that's all the Nintendo news that we have for you today. Now let's talk a little bit about... (laughs) What we've been playing. I want to hear about your guys' games. I want to hear about what you've been playing. But I need to tell you that I am back on the fighting game train. And it's so weird what has happened to me. I need to tell you about what's happened to me these past couple weeks. So I re-picked up Dragon Ball Fighters, Which is, for those of you that don't know, it's the Dragon Ball Z themed fighting game it's a sort of an anime fighter it's high combos it's so a 3v3 think like um marvel versus capcom but with dragon ball z instead of marvel versus capcom characters so it sounds you get you at least get a picture right <laughs>
1: it's like a cheeseburger but i don't want cheese and i don't need the burger either
0: well they're the uh, same me, they're very just similar me just different bread. characters
1: No, I know. Just the way that you described it was very (laughs) roundabout.
0: Um, So when I played this game a couple months ago, I picked it up, I played it for a little while, I went online, I got my butt kicked 60 times, and then I put the controller down. I was like, maybe I'm going to go play something else, and then I didn't touch it for a little while. I made an effort to try to understand this game because I've always wanted to be good at fighting games. It's something I've always wanted to do, but fighting games have a very high barrier to entry. Um, which is why most people play something like Smash because Smash, while has Smash, so if this is like a regular fighting game, this is Smash where this is the the barrier to entry and this is the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So Smash, while having a much easier barrier to entry, has a significantly higher ceiling than most other fighting games.
1: For um, those of you that are not at the <laughs> live recording, Eduardo put one of his hands at his chest and the other hand above his head.
0: And then made the hands bigger when I described Smash, um, <laughs> and so the barrier to entry for a game like this is very high. It's it's very difficult to get into, but once you understand it, you sort of you sort of love up. I watched this video um, and I put it in the Squad Up group chat. And for anybody that wants to, I can I can leave the link for you as well. That talked about what what it is about fighting games that are so great and how a fighting game is an RPG, but rather than you leveling up the character, you, the person, are the one who is leveling up. It is your skill that is getting better rather than a statistic on a graph, which sounded really silly to me at first until... I started, like, taking some time. I've taken maybe, like, 30, 45 minutes every day and practice the game. And the past couple of days, I've been going online and kind of, like, doing what I've been practicing. And I've lost maybe three or four times, whereas before, I lost maybe 60 times in a row. And I'm not necessarily good at the game, but I understand the game to a point now where I could beat anyone who, like picks up a controller and button mashes like when you get to that point in a fighting game you've started to really understand the game and started to move forward i've started to learn combos like i've started to learn things that i didn't think i would ever be able to do in a fighting game like this and it just makes me want to play the game more and now that i have been infected with this i am also trying to infect as many other people as possible so i Bought a copy of it for Peaches, and I wanted to play with him. And every time,
1: just just so everybody knows, I have tried to play this game with him, and for some reason, the the like anti cheat software that some Steam games have have a like a huge feud with RGB hardware elements in your computer. I don't understand why or how that makes sense. If you are like super into hardware and know why that is, please feel free to, to it has let us to do, know.
0: From what I understand, it has to do with modded controllers. Um, and they're trying to eliminate like modded controllers that could allow you to cheat. Well, it's weird,
1: though, that it can't recognize that my my <laughs> RGB RAM is not a controller. Yeah, That's what I mean. You're right. So like every time I tried to boot this game up and play the game with him, it was giving us errors. I had to disable all my RGB. And one, the day that we finally got it to work... I go to log in and hit play and I'm like play online with friends and it's like oh the system is currently undergoing maintenance you can't play right now. <laughs> okay. So I have tried to play this with you. We'll get there.
0: We'll get there. I think just for the record is straight. The other really cool part of this is that I've I like watching this game because it just looks really cool. For those that don't know, it's like um there's the company that makes it it's called Arc System Works. I also watched a whole video about the animation of this game and how the company that made it, made it so that the game would look like an anime. So it would look like cartoon, but it is using 3D graphics. And so the way they did this is rather than doing smooth motions, they took and took snapshots piece by piece. So it would have sort of not the stuttering, but sort of the not as cleanness of a full 3D model and more of like an actual drawn animation. So they basically approached building this game like building an anime. And so I find it really cool to watch And so I've been watching a lot of the the, sort of the tournaments. And when I first watched it, it looked like somebody was vomiting on the screen because there was so much (laughs) happening and so many like beams of light and all these different things. And now it is the most interesting chess match I have ever seen. And like, I understand it and I understand like what pressure is and what counter pressure is and what a block string is and all of these different words that I didn't know existed or didn't know what they meant. I understand. I know what a meaty hit is. Like I understand a lot of these different phrases and all these different things that I didn't like uh, theories and all these different things. That I didn't understand from a fighting game. And I didn't understand how personal a fighting game is and how. you got about to cry, man. <coughs> I'm actually choking on the coffee that I <laughs> took a sip of. Uh... Uh, Eduardo does yeah, not run. Really
1: on too. <coughs> <laughs>
0: um, yes, he does. But it's just really cool. I think it's really cool. And so I want, I'm trying to jazz everybody who's listening to this up because I want somebody else to play this with me because I want somebody else to be as excited about learning all these different things and it is when I watched you play um Mario Hex like Kaizo Hex right I was like man I want to do this and so I tried it and I got into this you know I streamed it for a couple days I'm like this is really cool for me to do this but this isn't necessarily something I want to be good at I like this this is fun but what should I be working for that I've always wanted to be good at, but could never be good at because I just kind of didn't take the time to do it. And I was like fighting games. I've always wanted to be good at fighting games and I've never been good at it. And it's just one of those games where you just have to sit down and you have to just play and you have to practice and you have to try to be good until you find yourself that you've leveled yourself up.
1: Dude, not to, not to go back into like, uh, like deep emotional stuff, but, If you're trying to to stream, that could be the thing that you stream too, because that that for me is what like like you just said, Mario. When I finally decided like this is something I want to do, I'm just gonna do it. Like that's what helped push me along in streaming, and obviously, you know, I am not as Mario centered as I was in the middle of the streaming, but like it's still the thing that got me there. Maybe like you should stream fighting games a lot. And it's not like people can stream snipe you in a fighting game. Like they still sure. have to fight you <laughs> and beat you, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I don't think stream sniping would exist. Um, I've, I've, I can't say I haven't thought about it. I've been thinking about it a lot, actually. I wanted, I've wanted i wanted to get to a certain point, and I think I'm almost there to the point where I am not just learning fundamentals. Now that I've learned most of the fundamentals, I'll feel good like doing most of my practice. I don't want somebody to just tune in to watch me beat up a dummy and do the same combo 30 times in a row. Um, I want them to actually see me in matches. But what I do is um, a lot of the fighting games now will have it so that you can queue up for a match while you're in practice. So I'll be in practice mode. I'll practice my combos until a a match hits. And then I'll go to the match, and I'll do that match for as many times as that person wants to play. I will rematch. There's like a, a thing where after every match you can rematch, and I will rematch someone. No matter if I'm winning or losing or anything, I'll just rematch them over and over and over again. Because one, if I'm losing... I want to play the same person again because I want to understand what I'm doing wrong so I can improve that skill. And if I'm winning, I want to be the person that shows the person that's losing what they're doing wrong. Like, I want to be the person to help them get to the point where I'm at. And you want to kick their ass. (laughs) Also, it's really fun to do all the fun. Like, I'll put like stipulations on myself. Like, I'm only going to use this character this game just because this person's not good at the game. And I am not good at this game. I need to stress that. I am better than a novice <laughs> who is just picking up a controller than playing this game, but I'm not good at this game. <laughs> but maybe I will stream it. We'll see. You know what? Keep an eye out for my Twitter. Maybe I'll stream it. Uh, yeah, I think everything Peaches said made like sense. A fun time. All right.
1: Everything I've ever said ever.
0: Mm, now, Peaches, we already sense. talked a little bit about Mario, but you played a little jump over the, the past couple weeks. What? <laughs> no <laughs> way. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about how
1: I played a Mario hack. <laughs> we we, it's crazy that I am the co-host on a on a podcast about games of all kinds. When every week you ask me what I play, I say Mario ROM hacks. <laughs> no, but I listen. the The problem with Jump, and it's not a problem. It's just it's a very long game, and I'm only playing it on stream, and I haven't gotten. Like, I'm getting back up to speed with being at most of my streams again, but I just haven't had every single day available. How many levels is it? Uh, just because of... 112. Okay. Woo! We are at 67 the next time we play. And they're getting longer and more difficult. So they'll take longer to complete. Um, and I'm only playing it on stream, like I said. So we're just, we're just chipping away slowly at it, which is... The problem, I, I and I, I should just put more stock in streaming it, but the problem is that I am so addicted to Remnant from the Ashes <laughs> that that's like on my mind twenty four seven, guys. Like, I just want to be playing Remnant. It's, uh, I don't know why. It's not like it's revolutionary, but it's like you take what dark soul it's like a dark so the graphics are like dark solely destiny mashup and the game is little on the harder side but you're shooting things instead of fighting them with melee weapons and you can do it in squads of three it's like what destiny wants to be it, it, like like destiny and and the last of us and bloodborne all had like a love child <laughs> like that's what this game is and it's just so fun to play you re-roll procedurally generated zones you can find new bosses and new dungeons that you'd never found before in each zone and then you do you finish it and you re-roll it and you go again like it's just it's just so fun and wow bailey is unboxing a case of maduro
0: i live in new Canars hampshire City.
1: How'd you get that?
0: They, it's at the store yeah, now! Been,
1: ever since Oscar Blues bottom, they're basically everywhere. Yeah. Wow. My
2: hand doesn't make a good heart.
1: You're gonna open I'm a Maduro you do, you're gonna open that on the podcast, you gotta crack that into right. the Okay, uh, okay, okay. Hold, on. hold on. Wait, you can't all do this. Wait, why not? I don't have one. I don't have a beer. Guys, somebody Twitch. Twitch chat.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Pod- podcast listeners, send me a beer.
0: If you guys hear the tapping around, my dog is very excited right now for my Maduro. Oh, it's a Maduro a too. To. Ready? Oh. That splattered on um, my mic.
1: Oh, I, hold on. I'm the.
0: De- <laughs> <laughs> I opened
1: one. Hmm. I'm, I'm in the beer club too. I helped. Mm, that feels like an award winning brown porter that's labeled as a brown ale.
0: And it is now available in New Hampshire, y'all. Let's go. Uh,
1: I think I have some hell or high watermelon in the fridge.
2: Ooh. I will not trade you.
1: I bought, I bought apple pie moonshine today. Super. Madura Hello, podcast Brothers. world. My
0: wife says hi to everyone in the middle of this podcast.
1: I I'm done with what I've been playing. Just lots no, I was of remnant. No, I'm very interested in what you've been no, playing. No, I want
0: to talk about remnant because I think Robbie should yeah, be playing this game like it. because it, really it is should. basically everything you'd want in a game. It is um, guns. It's it is bloodborne with guns. It is a three-player co-op. It is challenging. It is a lot of fun. It is very addictive. The worlds are all procedurally generated, and all the loot is procedurally gener- procedurally generated. Now, where all the big story beats in the game are all the same. The rest of the worlds are all procedurally generated, um, and all it's a lot of fun. And if you have a chance, watch Peaches and I stream it, or just watch a video of it, because I think you would really, really enjoy it. No, it sounds like it. What platform? And the uh, it is PC. on PC, and PS4, and PC. Xbox.
1: Is it crossplay?
0: It is not uh, cross-play.
1: because
2: uh, oh, I'm right. betting my PC is the wrong place for it.
0: My PC yeah. has trouble yep, playing PC's it. Wrong Not place. trouble, but like... Get it on PS4, guys. It like needs a lot of juice to play. Damn.
1: Um, Robbie, the other thing about it, if because you haven't seen it, any of it yet, is the bosses that you find are very similar to Monster Hunter bosses where they have a giant health pool and everybody has to work together to slowly take it down. Okay, I'm sold. And you have to... Yeah, you also have to deal with trash mobs showing up in the middle of the boss encounter and defeat them too like it's it's very it's very like world of warcraft monster hunter boss fight yeah that sounds like me yeah we fought a giant dragon named singe the other day who was in this giant arena that had oil puddles all over the ground and he'd breathe fire in a couple of different ways and then ads that set themselves on fire would jump into the fight every so often and if any of those ended up in an oil puddle. That puddle burned for the entire rest of the fight, so you tried to avoid standing near them. Like It's a cool, it's a cool
0: game. So rather yeah. than talking about a game that is like Bloodborne, Robbie, why don't you just talk to us about how you've been playing Bloodborne? So plan-
1: finally played Bloodborne.
2: <laughs> um, I think it's obvious oh, so that the Souls genre is right up my alley. I just haven't played it that much. Um, I played Dark Souls, the original Dark Souls some, Um, but as soon as I got a BS4, I knew that Bloodborne was a game I wanted to play on it. Um, didn't get around to it for a while because of other things. But finally just was bored of what I was playing and figured, ah, it's time to play Bloodborne. Um, I have made it. I don't know how far, like six or seven bosses in? Um,
1: what? What? Pause your (laughs) f***ing right now. Wow, can you dolphin that out, Chris? I'm sorry. (laughs) You are six bosses in and you've told me about oh, two of them. You told me about about Bloodstar yeah, Beast? No, yes, you, I, no I you did didn't. Blood Star you told me about Blood Cleric Beast. 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 You on told me about try. Cleric Beast. And you told me about Papa G. Yeah. Um like
2: And what's the electric one? I got that. Who else have you beaten? I got that electrified one. The electric
1: one. Oh, um yes. Parle. Dark Beast Parl.
2: So, I think it's five. I think
1: I've got five I bosses. beat him first try. Um Parle took me two tries. Oh, my God. So,
2: it's it's absolutely up my alley. And the longer I've played, the more... Early on, I was having a lot of trouble and thinking, oh, maybe I don't like this as much as I thought I would. Um Why aren't you
1: streaming? I don't, I don't
0: know how. I'm old born? We're good.
1: You have the internet!
0: <laughs> Look up how to stream through I your PS4. I will figure it out. Um, oh, it's very easy. Your PS4 makes it really easy to stream. Okay. Yes! Look at Kat in the chat. She is flipping
1: a desk. She is flipping an emoji desk and possibly an IRL one. I don't know. I can only see you in the camera right now. Um, Oh, my gosh. But I've had a really... You should be playing Bloodborne on stream. The reason
2: I wasn't having a great time early on, though, is I didn't... And I did the same thing when I first played Monster Hunter. I didn't realize there was some stuff I should be doing in the game. Like, I didn't know that my weapon lost sharpness and got sucky, and I didn't know that you could level yourself up, so I made it through the first two bosses painfully, not realizing I was making the game too hard. Um, I, I had gotten through the the Papa G, and then realized, wow, I can level up, and also my weapon's broken. Um... <laughs> so that just made things like i mean it i was so having trouble with, with just the the random mobs um so that was hard i got pretty good at parrying although then i tried to parry everything and then went to the internet and saw can i parry these things it was told no okay i will stop trying but um <laughs> but i was trying on everything it's i i'm someone that doesn't like to go and like look up how to play a game um and this feels like i kind of need to do that occasionally which is not really
1: what cat just said in my chat that chat would have told you <laughs> but i
2: don't want the cha- but i don't want the you. chat to help me that's not how i like to play a game when i originally played the legend of zelda i refused that's, that's to look up any sort of guides or anything or any- and apparently the original legend of zelda came with a guide packed in the box so i was making it harder than it was supposed to be
1: but you but you get people like me cat gumby in your chat who would say like the thing? they'd give you enough of a push to that it wasn't to that you weren't doing something major. futile for
0: like 10 minutes yeah
1: like robbie dude your weapon's broken that's yeah. all we need to say like yeah, your weapon that. is broken and you'd be like my weapon is broken what the fuck do so you mean? like i mean you can keep playing like that if you want. so i to. know <laughs> that i'm still under leveled
2: because anytime i get to a lantern it takes me about a minute of fighting things in the next room and I can level up again. Um, and then, then like, uh, oh, I went to the the Bloodborne Reddit and I was looking up some advice on some things and I found out people are, like, 10, 15 levels beyond when they were at this point than I am. So I am very underleveled, um, but I am having a good time. It's really fun. The combat is completely up my alley in terms of not having to... Uh, like, not, not being based around responding to what's happening with just the tap of a button, but having to to work with what the game gives you. And I love that sort of thing. Um, oh, and, and to, to how I made it hard on myself, Monster Hunter, I beat Monster Hunter, not ever knowing that how armor skills worked. And I beat the entire game, Monster Hunter 3, without ever having a single armor skill activated, or ever really having a weapon that was the sharpness I needed. Like, things were taking me 50 minutes to fight, which now I understand. If it takes me five minutes, I get angry. But I remember going to the internet and telling people what armor and weapons I was using and just getting, like, told, no, what the hell are you doing, like, after I'd beaten the game. And at first, I thought everyone was mean, and then I just realized I was bad at the game. Um, But also, I had beaten the game. So, like, the response, (laughs) same thing with Bloodborne. The response was, like, this mixture of confusion, anger, and amazement, like...
1: (laughs) For the Bloodborne fans that listen to the podcast, are you still... 'Cause uh-huh. they wanna know. I know they do. Are you still using the hunter's axe? No, you started I with switched the hunter's
2: axe. To, I'm using most of the time I'm using the um Kirkhammer, which I love. Okay. The the converted version of it feels gives me that feeling of using a great sword and monster hunter, where you've got to plan your attacks mm-hmm. ahead of time, but you're gonna to do a ton of damage and a ton of stagger each time. That that's that's my my yeah. sweet spot in games. Um just like using the okay. the what is the charge shot in Cuphead? That's why I, I go to that because that's yeah. that's my sweet spot, um, and then I'm also using the um, the serrated spear, whatever it's called the the
1: the not the, the saw s- cleaver, but yeah, the, the I think longer it might just one. be called the saw spear or something like that. The saw spear, yeah, yeah no, that's right. You found that in the sewer, no, I right? It. No, so oh, okay. okay, so here's the other part of Bloodborne.
2: I am having a ton of fun. I don't go to Halloween Horror Nights because I don't get scared in Halloween Horror Nights. I can see too much of what's going to happen. And I want to be scared. I'm not one of those people going in like, haha, you can't scare me. But I just don't get surprised or feel terrified at Halloween Horror Nights. I have to take breaks from Bloodborne because of how much I'm screaming sometimes. So, <laughs> I didn't find anything <laughs> in the sewers because I didn't look through the sewers. I ran through the sewers.
1: It doesn't... Yeah, it, there are moments... Dude, see, that makes me want you to stream it more because there are sections that I was streaming like going chat, why did you make <laughs> me go here? Like so, why, probably why my favorite moment was I me. was in that
2: in the village the um Old Yarnum, down in the village in that part that's dark and infested with werewolves. And at that point yeah. werewolves right before um Right before Bloodstar Beasts. And at that point, werewolves were still yeah. giving me, had still given me trouble. They were, I would avoid them when I saw them. They scared me. And I remember going down this little narrow alley and getting an item. And right as I turn around, there's a werewolf reared up <laughs> and attacking me in the face. <laughs> and, like, I know exactly the I house you are when I was walking, never it saw it when I was walking minutes. down the alley. It didn't make a sound. And I turn around and it's right there. And I just frantically start smashing buttons and killed the thing. And that was when I, that was like the first time I felt accomplished, like, holy crap. Like, first off, I was terrified and screaming and Cat left the room. Second, that I survived that encounter, that was when I first started feeling like, okay, I can make it through this thing. Um,
1: I gotta tell you something about Bloodstarved Beasts, uh-huh. and then and then we we don't have to keep going about Bloodborne anymore. Um, the Bloodborne community's... Uh, most common nickname for blood starved beasts because of a couple of streamers that started calling her this is suzy skin flaps <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah blood blood starved beef was also a moment because it was right after that blood starved beef was beat on the first try and it's like okay i'm blood starting starved. to get how to do these bosses blood starved beef
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean suzy skin flaps <laughs> oh yeah listeners look up blood starved beasts blood starved beasts Yeah, no, i can't say and it. also blood starved beef
0: ravi you've also <laughs> been playing a little madden i see um it's going to be nice to get somebody who's actually playing sports games to give us a little bit of their perspective on this podcast <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i have not played i have not owned a madden game in 15 years so i decided whatever this is the year i'll get back into sports games so i got madden and you got be The Show, buy... too, right? Yeah, I will be The Show. Um, I probably won't get Madden again for, like, another 15 years. <laughs> I've, been pl- <laughs> I've been playing it. I don't regret getting it, but um, it just, it doesn't hit what I want. Still does not, after all these years, does not hit what I want from football, which is it does not feel like playing football. Now, I guess football is just too hard, even all these decades later, to make right in a video game, but it just... I mean, if you go online, people are playing video game football, which is not what I want. And then the game doesn't have like the AI isn't right, the play calling's not right. It just doesn't feel correct. Um, running backs are too important, which is really not football. Um,
0: uh, and then depends on you ask. Some no pe- one correct. Some- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all these idiots using their statistical analytics in these video games know <laughs> nothing about what real sports are like and what the real human experience is like.
1: Okay.
2: I see you've been paying attention to my Twitter. Good job. <laughs>
1: um, Hold on, where do I? Just, like, out by but everyone. also,
2: a lot of features that I remember liking in Madden just aren't there anymore, and I'm, I'm sure there's reasons for it, but it used to be the last Madden I had every game every team that had ever gone to the super bowl was reproduced in it and every team had an all-time version another great team so you could play historic games you could replay super bowls you could you know have the all-time cowboys versus the all-time bucks like that sort of thing
1: you could listen to feel in this by blink 182
2: yeah that that was on there um and and so that's all been removed and i think it's like capitalizing on people's likenesses stuff um and it's mostly just trying to sell things to me like it's crazy how much the microtransaction world
0: has entered all video games. Specifically, sports video games, though, because Correct. of any other video game like community, they milk the sports game community more yep. than any of them. Like, think about FIFA. Do you know how much EA. money FIFA makes? FIFA makes enough money to like it, it is more than half of the profit that EA makes just on oh, FIFA. Wow.
1: Holy crap. I mean, they have a loot box system basically, right? Yeah, they have like yes. um, like They're card packs as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's how they get all their money is through these yeah. like microtransaction card packs. And they also sell lot. you a copy of this every single year.
2: Well, yeah. then what's annoying me is every single screen I go to, they stop me to advertise some card packs. And then yeah. And so So I've been having some fun in franchise mode. It is fun to play a football game again. I don't regret getting it. I just feel like this is... I have scratched that itch, and it's going to be another decade and a half before I need to again.
0: Yeah, I want to... Now, if if NCAA football would come back. No, you know what I want? I want the street games to come back. I want to play NBA Street. I want to play NFL Street. I want to play all those stupid street games because they were ridiculous and they were awesome. I miss... That era of video games where we were just making things ridiculous for the sake of making them. Do you guys remember um, what was it called? That fighting game, but it was rappers and it was like a rapper fighting wrestling game. Oh my God. Oh, Def Jam. Def Jam. Yes. Def yeah, Jam and I Def Jam Vendetta. That. Wasn't that fight, just for, yeah, the most New ridiculous York. concept, but also Dude. it was awesome?
1: <laughs> Yo, DMX main right here. I'm just going to give it to you.
0: Dude, that game, see, that's what I want. I want more of that because I think Robbie's right. I don't think you can get a real true experience of what playing the sport is like because it's evolved into what it's like to play the sports video game. And mm-hmm. so it, rather than feeling like the sport, it feels like the sports video game, if that makes sense. So instead of just trying to simulate it, give us the funner version. Let's get NBA Jam back in here. You got You got right. Rocket League. I guess <laughs> so. True. Rocket League is, is cool and it's its own fun thing, but I just want like fun takes, and I just want video game creators, and maybe that's because the, the genre has gotten so big that people are afraid to take risks now, but I want them to take some risks. I want to see some fun, weird, wacky stuff. I think we get some of the best stuff one. when they are getting weird.
1: Indie developer ABCD Eduardo. <laughs> ABCD's nuts. <One>. Uh, <laughs> now <laughs> That's a different guy.
2: <laughs> now, before we get away from this, Eduardo, in your notes, you put what we've been playing. And I know we touched on the SNES online, but you did not touch on Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Yeah, I was going to talk and about I that need- next
0: because it's on our both of our lists.
2: Good.
1: I need you to talk about that. Okay, so... Like, like- <laughs> did you touch Fuzzy and Get Dizzy?
0: I did. I did touch Fuzzy and Get Dizzy. Um. So I have... I've never played Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island before. So when this came out, Robbie's talked about it. Lots of people have talked about it being one of the best games of all time. I have played the first Super Mario World. I've played a couple of Super Mario World hacks thanks to Peaches. So I've got a little bit of exposure in that, but I don't have any exposure at all in Yoshi's, um, Yoshi's Island. So I decided, you know what, let me just pop it open. Let's see what it's like. And so I've been playing it for the past couple days. And that game is a lot of fun. The first island seems almost too easy. And then you get to the second island and you're like, oh, wait, no, wait. This game isn't easy at all. <laughs> wait you, really- you get to World 6. Wait till you get to World 6. It is. It like the difficulty picks up real quick. Um, but it's just a lot of fun, man. And I appreciate it feeling like a Mario game but also being completely different. Like, right. A lot of the Mario games are very sort of similar. They follow the same sort of, and they iterate a little bit. They'll have like, you know, in this game, you have a cat suit or in this game, we have this gimmick. Whereas Mario World 2 was like, nope, this game is completely different. It's You've got baby Mario and you're riding a Yoshi mm-hmm. and you can jump still, but a lot of the stuff that you're going to do is going to be completely different. And I find that really cool. And it, it's, it's refreshing. Also, the game looks awesome. Like, it's phenomenal. Isn't it? Phenomenal. And do you it's know such
1: the... a unique yes. graphic style? Right.
0: Do you
2: know the backstory to, to its graphic design? No. So this is a neat story. Um, you, I'm sure we're all old enough to remember that Donkey Kong Country sold like gangbusters entirely based on how it looked. Like it was the first pre-rendered characters to instead of sprites, and it it was it looked wonderful. And um, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, his reaction to that was. Well, it looks really pretty, but it's... I can't remember his exact quote, but it was basically... It looks really pretty, but it's not a great game, is it? Um, and so his... But they wanted him to make his next Mario game. And by the way, Yoshi's Island is not Super Mario World 2 in in Japan because it wasn't actually supposed to be a sequel. It's, it, it's supposed to be its own game, but then they, for marketing purposes, called oh, it Super okay. Mario World 2 in America. Um, but he specifically wanted to purposefully make a game that was sprites, that was artwork that did not look like Donkey Kong Country. Um, and it, it started out as a joke, like, let's make this game look like a, like a coloring book. And then, as they went forward, they're like, no, this looks really good. And they just went all out. The game is made by basically a who's who of 90s video game design. Like, it, it, a dream team built this game. And they made it look that way on purpose, specifically because they could see the direction games were going, they knew that, that, I mean, at that point, they already knew that Mario 64 was going to look kind of like Donkey Kong Country. So they knew, like, as this, basically, the last great 16-bit game, let's make it look unique and timeless. And so that's what they did with with Yoshi's Island. And that's part of the appeal. Like, that game, the appeal of that game to me is the gameplay. But it does look just amazing. It's just so unique and colorful. and,
0: And it's just a... So wonderful to look at. Yeah, but when I started to touch fuzzy and get dizzy, I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "What is happening?" <laughs>
1: Eduardo, is, were you in? Were you in the stream that I played it for the first time? Episode I was in there, but I don't that, remember
0: specifically watching that.
1: The, I was avoiding them for such a long time, and I remember Robbie saying to me that he thought I was about to make it through the whole level without ever touching one and, and never knowing what they were going to do. <laughs> And I hit one like near the end of the level, and guy got real weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember because I remember Peaches dropping his controller and just laughing at the screen. And cause, well, and so what you're going to see Eduardo is that's probably like the best moment of wow that that you know that's clever. But the game doesn't usually, except for in World Six when it starts to kind of bring everything back again that you experienced through the game up until that point. For the most part, it doesn't repeat. Like that thing, like you, not to spoil too much, you will not see Fuzzy again until the very end of the game. Oh, um, snap. It, it, right, it, it gives you something crazy in a level and then doesn't do it again. It just gives you something crazier again in the, in the next level. There's not every level has something mind blowing, but they continue throughout that game to bring up little moments of just weirdness, of pushing the graphical properties to the limit, of, you know, creative platforming and interaction, and the bosses in particular. Every single boss through the game, the gimmick is Kamek makes them bigger. But what that does comes up with completely different boss fights that never repeat themselves through the game. And so, what?
1: I just had an epiphany. Yeah. I am the stupidest... No, you're not. Kaizo Mario hack player that exists. Why? Because Kamek is the villain in Invictus. Yes. The, the hack made by Jez Cook, And that's why, because he was in Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I thought you knew that.
1: <laughs> um, but so the game will just keep throwing you
2: unique oh things, God. and each level will feel fresh. Instead of playing, you don't play, you don't play, you know, level... Level seven is a slight variation, just more difficulty than difficult than level six. Each level is completely original and not like another level you're going to play in the game. Um, and, and stuff, nothing necessarily quite on the par of how hilarious touching fuzzy is, but y- you know you'll ride balloons and you'll ski down slopes and you'll turn into a submarine, and it's just so... and it's so replayable because even, since you, you don't get tired of that gimmick, you played it that one time. Then you don't see it again in the game. So the only way you're going to get that gimmick again is replaying the game. So, and 100%ing it is real hard.
0: I don't think I'm not like you guys. I don't think I have any interest in 100%ing this game. That's fine. I just want to play. I didn't until recently. Yeah,
2: Um, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. I want to hear everything.
0: Yeah, I'll keep you guys updated as I continue. I'm playing it pretty slowly. Whenever I have like free time and I'm not doing anything else and I don't have anything else like, and it's a good game for that. Yeah, it is just like a fun game, and it's not. There's never a point. In a lot of games today, there's this problem where if you put a game down for too long, you end up being yes. lost when you come back to it, so you don't yep. play it again. I've got lots of games like that where I've played through a lot of it. Then I get a little bored, and I, and I leave, and I come back, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing in this game anymore.
1: You say today like that's a today literal thing. like that. My whole life has been that. Fair. If I leave a game for too long and I come back to it, I usually just start fresh. Sure, absolutely. I don't know what I was doing. But the do you same think way. that's true of like a Super Nintendo game, Peaches? Uh, not always, See, but like maybe maybe like Final Fantasy or Link to but, the Past. Yeah, Final House. Fantasy for sure. Link to the Past. Yeah, yeah I, Link- might, like, I, I, I would say Link to the know. Past is that kind of game. Yes, I might not know like what heart containers I've found sure. at this point or that sort of thing. And
2: there's nothing wrong with having a game like that. Like I love Monster Hunter, and one of the big problems I've had with Monster Hunter as a avid lover is I'll take like a few weeks off, and when I go back, it's like, wait, what armor was I trying to build? What was I trying to hunt? Yeah. What was I? And at that
1: point, it's just like. Okay, I'm just going to start a new file. See, Persona like, 5, it's
0: so it's another like... one of those, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Imagine
1: how... how Eduardo and I feel every time a new World of Warcraft expansion oh my god, comes god! And is... we load up our character, and we're like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> but,
2: Peaches, while
1: I'll agree with you that games like that have
2: always existed, I think that's most games now. I think it's very hard, even... Even, even uh, Mario Odyssey, I think, is the kind of game that if I took a month off, when I go back, I was what was I doing? Whereas I think these older games, there is a lot, it, it's more common for them to be, okay, I'll play it today, and if I don't play it in three weeks, that's fine. The mechanics of the game are simple, and I didn't stop in the middle of doing anything, so I just need to know, okay, here's another level.
0: Yeah, and I think some games like that exist today, not necessarily story-based game, but for for me, like I think like Overwatch, I could go months without playing Overwatch and I'll pick it up and it's like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. I could get, play that game like with my eyes closed. But something like League of Legends, I can't right. play play League of Legends without writing a dissertation on what is currently happening with every single character <laughs> on sure. League of Legends and the current meta and mm-hmm. everything happening with that game. Is yeah? You-
1: I just imagine you actually playing Overwatch with your eyes closed, and then it made a lot of sense to me why you never know where the
0: team is. <laughs> I <laughs> never know where the team looking. is, because the team is never there, Peaches, okay? Where's my team? <laughs> I can't see them! Where are my glasses? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see oh, without my glasses. Don't say that. It makes me think of uh, my girl. Uh oh, oh, no. With the kid with the bees, and he needs
1: his glasses. Okay. Okay, we're gonna get sad. <laughs> Cut it off.
0: <laughs> uh, like we already said, we've played a little Smash the other day. We, Robbie's already talked about kind of how Banjo and Kazooie play in there. Um, and mean, we've played some SNES online, but I think that's the that's gonna be it for our playlist, and I think that's actually gonna do it for this episode of the Squad Up podcast. I want to thank both of these gentlemen for being here, and anybody who's here in the chat or any who anybody who's been listening. Uh, if you don't know, we have another show assembly required. It is an MCU retrospective where we reassemble the MCU. Uh, we watch every single movie and we do, um, an episode on each movie. We just did our Thor, the dark world episode, which is the most thrilling one yet. Honestly, the movie sucks as a TLDR, (laughs) but listen to us talk about how much it sucks. Um, you can find uh, Peaches over on his Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash peaches. And uh, he's also on Twitter at d underscore peaches. Um, he'll be streaming fairly regularly. You can also find Robbie over here at philkid3 on Twitter. You can find the show um, most live most nights at ABC Debrado, but we were at twitch.tv peaches today. So that's going to be okay. Um, and you can email the show, squad at podcast at gmail.com. That's gonna do it for myself, for Peaches, for Robbie. Good luck. Have fun. And let's all go play some banjo. Woo! Woo. Alright, everybody.